celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program on this Wednesday of October, the 20th day of October 2021. That is 10202021. That is your date. We welcome you to the show as we come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, our home base, Sports Talk, 1400 a.m., where we emanate and originate all the Race Day Las Vegas radio programs. Now, uh, we're getting into the fall, where the mornings and the days are shorter, the mornings are darker, the nights come darker, and you know what's going to happen in a couple of weeks. We're going to be, what about three weeks, right? Uh, We're going to be turning back the clocks. I think it's right around Halloween, come to think of it. We're going to turn back the clocks, and then we're going to be on daylight savings time. But right now, in the studio, I look out the window, and we're just getting the sun peeking through the top of the building. It is a beautiful day in our neighborhood. The sky uh, seems to be blue, since we can't see it all from here, because the the sun is just starting to come out. But the sun is bright. Ground is dry. And today, uh, here in Las Vegas, we're going to have one of those typical... Fall days. Right now it's 50 degrees outside. It's going to get up to 75 today. But believe it or not, on Friday we're going to get up to 84 degrees. So we're in that kind of um, buffer area between the summertime, the fall, and now getting into winter. But uh, we're, we're going to top off at 75 degrees today here in Las Vegas as we begin another week covering horse racing Las Vegas style from Las Vegas, Nevada. And the studios and over the airwaves, Sports Talk, 1400 AM. And, of course, we cover the world on our websites, our streaming, and our platforms that we have, like our websites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas, .world, .global, you know it. And your iPhones and your Androids, your smartphones out there. You get to your KSHP phone app at your uh, phone app stores. Put it on your phone, and then you can hear us now. Streaming right now, right here, right now. And, of course, all of the great sports programmings that we have uh, on uh, this station. Just keep that uh, app there, and you listen whenever you want. You can hear about all the great sports that are converging at this time of the year. you got football, both college and pros. you got uh, the the playoffs going into the World Series for baseball. you got hockey that started up with uh, our Las Vegas Golden Knights and, of course, our our. Las Vegas Raiders, what the heck, the day on Sunday, did you see that game where they destroyed uh, Denver? After all of the turmoil that they went through all week long, they came out and played very well. And, of course, uh, you know, we're getting into, well, what is it, week seven now of the uh, football, NFL? Anyhow, uh, all of that stuff converging together. And, and you know, college ba- basketball started, the NBA started for real this week since we last talked. And uh, college basketball, they all got the rankings already for college basketball. So all that good stuff happening. Cowboys will be coming back for the National Finals Rodeo here in Las Vegas. We got the Bull Rider showing up here, uh, this I think, this week or next week. It's just a great time to have. And, uh, you know, the weather is just, uh, it's typical. 
Nice and crisp outside right now. Anyhow, we hope the weather is as nice where you may be as it is here. If you're listening on the websites, the phone apps, and even podcasting. We've got the podcasting all over the place. So uh, we welcome you to the show. Now, the weather across the country today, as we look at the uh, weather map, clears a bell up and down the entire Atlantic coast. In the Gulf Coast, just a little bugaboo right off of uh, Louisiana, but it's in the Gulf Coast and not shoreline. And, of course, we got all that uh, weather now, uh, uh, you know, starting to come together uh, in the northwest Oregon, Washington, and right through central California. There's a lot of action going on, and that's going to be moving from left to right, west to east, as the uh, air jet stream goes. So we'll wait and see how the weather shakes out for the rest of the week. But right now, it looks pretty good, except for... Uh, the uh, Dakotas, a lot of action going on there. But otherwise, uh, pretty good weather across the country. And I'm t- uh, it's typical at this time of the year, the temperatures as well. You know, I, I haven't really got, uh, delved into uh, the COVID update here in Las Vegas for a while. But I can tell you we are uh, getting to the point where we're almost at the point where the numbers, the data, etc., will get us to the point where maybe we're going to take off the masks. We're getting close. For example, over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the entire state of Nevada had a total over those three days of 1,334 positives for COVID. Clark County, where Las Vegas and the Strip and the mass of the population is at, had 891 of those. And overnight from uh, Monday to Tuesday, Tuesday's uh, numbers Nevada, the entire state, 862. Clark County, 456. So we're getting it down there. The infection rate is the important thing. Now, the entire state is at 7.5%, and Clark County is 6.6%. And the hospitalizations are 525, uh, COVID hospitalizations. So we're managing low numbers. And if we can keep, and remember, we got tourists coming in and out of town. The town is fully open. We got the stadium that's full with uh, action as far as the football and other events, concerts. We've got uh, the T-Mobile arena full with uh, the hockey, etc. And through all of that, we're we're doing good numbers. So all I can say out there is, uh, most of you folks out there got your vaccines, and I'm not going to keep uh, harping on it. If you haven't got it, you should get it. Enough said there, but we're doing good, and if we keep doing good, uh, we're going to get out of this thing, get out of our masks. Probably have to deal with COVID for like a long, long time, but we, we, we can manage it. If we can manage it and keep it just about where other, you know, diseases are at, et cetera, we'll be okay with the vaccines, et cetera. So there you are. There you have it. There it is. Um, a quick note. We do have the uh, results of the uh, Twin Q from Sunday. You want to pay attention to that. And uh, Stronach 5 was not hit last Friday. So coming up on Friday, the Stronach 5 has a carryover of $76,823.80. Now, we are, are we not? Yes, we are. 16 days away from the Breeders' Cup. Just about two weeks now. 16 days, 7 hours, and 34 minutes. And now stuff, real good stuff is starting to happen. The big news out of Breeders' Cup comes out of the uh, Breeders' Cup Classic. Maxfield, the highly accomplished Maxfield, and uh, he most recently was second in the Grade 1 Woodward Stakes at Belmont Park. Connections have decided to bypass the Breeders' Cup Classic. This is according to trainer Brendan Walsh. Not going to go in the Breeders' Cup Classic on November 6th at Del Mar. Instead, they will await and enter the Grade 1 Clark Handicap at Churchill Downs on November 26th. So, Maxfield is one of the major players in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Not hurt or anything. They're just pointing them towards the Clark Handicap, which uh, tells us that uh, their connections, especially trainer Brendan Walsh, thinks that uh, he'll have a better shot there. And maybe the Breeders' Cup Classic with all the participants there is just a little bit uh, too deep waters for his horse. I like that. I like the way trainers 
will not be pressured into doing something that's not the best thing for their horse. Essential quality and next go put in works for the Breeders' Cup Classic recently. Uh, both uh, were serious workouts on Saturday for trainer Brad Cox. Uh, and, you know, most of the uh, Breeders' Cup horses around the country are tightening up the screws now with, with 16 days to go. There aren't too many more workouts for all of these participants. Uh, California Horse Racing Board held a 90-minute meeting on Tuesday, yesterday, subcommittee, subcommittee of the uh, Racing Board, to discuss the possibility of drafting a regulation that would allow the board to sanction trainers whose horses suffer catastrophic injuries. This is going to be the first of this kind of rule ever in U.S. regulations. Got to tell you, it's bad enough to have a horse break down with a catastrophic injury for both the sense of humanity, because we don't like to see that happen, the loss of a horse from the trainer and the owner and the and the and now they're going to sit there and now the trainer they better they better make sure that what they're sanction the trainer they're sanctioning is a, a trainer that violated the health and well-being of the horse that uh, that uh, that led to the catastrophic injury because uh, injuries will happen to healthy horses too so this is going to be really interesting another step big step in California California horse racing so we'll wait and see about that. All right, we got Keeneland going today. So that means uh, Jonathan Hardoon will be with us, Rich Hang, John Lindo, Jerry J will stop in a little bit later on for his little analysis of what happened over the weekend and um, taking a look at what happened over the weekend. Uh, Keeneland uh, didn't, didn't have a stakes race on Keeneland over the weekend. But uh, good stuff happening there, that's for sure. Prices ranged from um, 380 in the first race. The biggest price winner happened in the last race, 3160. And Rich Rich Eng's uh, horse got just nailed. Finished second at Keeneland. His pick at Keeneland. Uh, Woodbine, big day at Woodbine. Remember the EP Taylor and the Neartic. Uh, the EP Taylor won by Muda Makina, uh, paying 1980. La Dragonetta, uh, La Dragontia was second. And California Queen, the horse that Flavian Pratt rode, finished third. Pratt got this horse, uh, managed to nurse this horse along, and just got beaten the neck for the whole thing. The E.P. Taylor. Dylan Davis rode the winner. So you had a uh, jock come in to win that. And then in the grade two, uh, Neartic, a uh, big race there as well at Woodbine. Uh, we'll just move on, though. Uh, Belmont Park. The Floral Park stakes there. Won by Too Sexy, Jose Lascano, 780. Lascano had a couple of winners at Belmont on Sunday. Uh, Current Carmouche had uh, three winners. And the pick five. You ready for this? I'm going to give you the prices in the late pick five. Twenty-one forty, seven dollars thirty cents, twenty-six eighty, seven eighty, and twenty-five twenty. Highest priced horse in the sequence was twenty-six eighty. Although there were two other twenty-dollar plus horses in the sequence, and a couple of five to two shots. That pick five at Belmont Park returned one hundred nine. Thousand one hundred one dollars and seventy-five cents. Add one more horse to it. The start of the pick six, the race before that, that paid six eighty, and you got a pick six payoff of two hundred twenty-one thousand seventy-eight dollars at Belmont on Sunday. Wow. All righty. Want to congratulate John Lindo on our show on Sunday. Went through all the picks. And uh, John came with a pick in the ninth race at Sanita. The last race on the last big racing day of the week. 
my comments to him was, well, it'd be nice to get that win so we could have a nice steak and lobster dinner. Mr. Lindo complied. The ninth race winner at Santa Anita, picked here on the show by John Lindo, she's so nice, paid $38 even for every $2 win bet. 38 bucks. Way to go, John. Jerry J came with a winner on uh, Santa Anita on Sunday as well, earlier in the day. Kana. Uh, that horse paid $4 even, and his uh, link-ups uh, finished second and third, exact at $9.80, trifecta $12.05. But the big win of the day was John Lindo's picks. She's so nice, 38 bucks in the last race at Santa Anita. And we did have steak and lobster. Uh, big prices. Uh, early pick four paid thirty two hundred fifty four dollars seventy five cents. The early pick five nine thousand four fifty one ninety five. But that wasn't the bigger payoffs. The bigger payoffs came in the late pick four six thousand one dollar and fifty five cents. The pick five late pick five paid twenty thousand eight ninety six. And the pick six paid ninety eight thousand six hundred fifteen bucks. Uh, winning prices. In the pick six, twenty dollars forty cents, four dollars even, thirteen dollars even, thirty-five eighty, eleven eighty, and thirty-eight dollars even. Got you that pick six. The thirty-five dollar and eighty cent winner was courtesy of the winner of the California Flag Stakes, Indian Peak, with Juan Hernandez, his second win of the day, getting up in the final strides, outrunning the favorite in the race, North County Guy, with an unbridled ethos, finishing third. Just some of the stuff that happened on Sunday. Good stuff from race day, and we're going to try to get more good stuff rolling early this week with some of our handicappers at Keeneland today. How about that? Let's do that. All right. Going to take our first break, and then we're going to get cranking. Take a look at what's coming up. Breeders' Cup just 16 days away. 16. Yeah. We'll be right back. Don't go away. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all righty a lot of good nice big prices on sunday Let's see if we can get some of those prices going today um uh, the big price uh, yesterday, I guess, was a uh, pick for at P- Park Racing, paid uh, twenty-one grand. Wow, good stuff happening all over the place. We've got to connect the dots. That's what we got to do, huh? Right? <laughs> all right. Here's the menu of racetracks available today in the racebook simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. Reminding you, the first post times we broadcast on the show each and every day reflect the first post times and start times in the Pacific time zone. So. 
If you're listening here at Sports Talk 1400 AM, where we emanate and originate all this stuff, these will be the first post times that roll out in our race books because we are in the Pacific time zone. Listening in other places, other ways, like our websites, or your phone apps, or your podcasting, however, wherever, whenever you get us, first post times reflect that of the Pacific time zone, not in the Pacific time zone, adjust to it, so you don't miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? All right, we begin the menu with the Parks Racing. They had that big, pick, uh, they had that big um, payoff yesterday in the pick four, twenty-one thousand one hundred one dollars. But uh, their pick five jackpot is still up there. So Parks Racing's pick five jackpot today stands at one hundred twenty-three thousand nine hundred and fifty bucks. One hundred twenty-three thousand nine fifty pick five jackpot at Parks Racing today. Their first post time is at nine fifty-five. Then five minutes later, we'll kick in with Keeneland. Keeneland's first post time is 10 a.m. Now, uh, Keeneland uh, today has eight races, and they have a super high five jackpot. Not Take that back, Ralph. No jackpot. They have a regular super high five carryover at Keeneland today. Regular super high five carryover, $43,203. Not a jackpot. Regular super high five. They also have a regular pick six carryover. Not a jackpot. Regular pick six carryover. 19647 On an eight race car to Keeneland. And a first post time there of 10 a.m. 10 a.m. first post at Keeneland for their eight races. All right. Next up comes Finger Lakes. They got a pick six carryover. A regular pick six carryover. $10,189. Finger Lakes first post time is 10-10. 10-10 first post at Keeneland. I'm sorry, 10-10 first post time at Finger Lakes. Keeneland is 10 o'clock. Finger Lakes is 10-10. Next comes Delaware Park. Delaware Park has a first post time today of 10-15. We follow that up with Delta Downs. Delta Downs first post time is 10-55. 10-55 first post at Delta. Remember, they're having problems with their lighting system there. So they were daytime, nighttime racing, but they had a couple of cancellations because of technical difficulties with their lights. So until they get that squared away, it's going to be daytime racing at Delta. Delta first post time today, 10.55. Following that comes Remington Park, uh, Penn National. First Penn National. Penn National, first post time is 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock today, Penn National. Then you have Charlestown. Charlestown's first post time is 4 p.m. Pick six jackpot carryover there, twelve thousand seven hundred and ten dollars. Twelve thousand seven ten at Charlestown today. Their pick six jackpot carryover first post time seven p.m. And then we wrap it up with Remington. <laughs> yeah, Remington Parks first post time is five oh five. That's your menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. All righty. Well, I'm going to bring in uh, the Wednesday troublemaker. Jonathan Hardell. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Ralph. How are you? Well, you, you, you start bonfires on Wednesdays to get the show rolling yeah. for the week. <laughs> well, someone's got to do it. All right, right, so what might you want to talk about today? Why don't we start out with something like uh, safe and medicinal, so to speak, Maxfield bypassing the Breeders' Cup Classic? Yeah, well, the reason I think he did that is because he's owned by Godolphin, and so is Essential Quality. Yeah. So I think they wanted to keep them apart, from what I understand. And it makes sense. Well, let me let me ask you this: Would it not be also interpreted that they thought that Maxfield couldn't beat Essential Quality, and they think Essential Quality's got a big shot of winning the Breeders' Cup Classic? Because you know they want to win that race. I mean, let's put right. it th- let's put it this way: If they didn't have full confidence in the, uh, uh, essential quality, they would have left Maxfield in there because they would have figured that one of you know the two uh, shots right. at this thing is better shots, than one. Right? Of course, so, I agree with you, but I think they have enough confidence in essential quality. Me too. And Brad Cox says he's doing super. You know, and Maxfield is trained by Brendan Walsh, so I'm sure they all got together and Godolphin got to make the final call. But I'm I'm sure that you have. They have your reasoning in mind, and it makes sense. Now, that's because Godolphin owns Maxfield and Essential Quality. 
But right. Bra- Brad Cox will still have two horses in the race because he trains he Essential Nick's Quality Go. and Nick's Go. So right, it, but Nick's Go is owned by Godolphin. Right. So that, what a dynamic right. this is, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the way, uh, you know, that's the problem. The rich get richer in this game, and uh, the little guys, you know, are forced to step aside, which is not good. Well, little guys are trying run. to hit the uh, pick fives at uh, 100,000 and, and uh, six, yeah. uh, 20,000, you know, stuff like that. But they'd also like to have a barn of horses that have an opportunity to make some money and not be yeah. forced out of the game. Yeah, no question about it. All right. Time to open up Pandora's box. Uh, the California Horse Racing Board subcommittee discussing the sanctions. This has not happened yet, but they had a 90-minute meeting yesterday, possibly drafting regulations that's going to sanction a trainer whose horse suffers a catastrophic injury. That, that meeting, Ralph, was about 89 minutes too long. They should have stopped after one minute. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Let me ask you, if a football coach sends a player out and he blows his knee, are we going to blame the coach? Because that's exactly what this is, isn't it? Well, except for this, we're calling catastrophic, I guess. Well, they didn't yeah, say okay, so. they, did, they, they didn't, they didn't say uh, death, deathly injuries. They just said catastrophic. So, yeah, that's a good equation. I mean, a, a running bot goes out and tears up the ACL or blows his knee out. You're not going to blame the coach. Well, uh, when a trainer sends a horse out and he's sound and he got past vets to get into the race and then he goes and gets hurt, I mean, you know, like Roger Stein used to say, horses are built upside down. They can run on cotton balls and break down, you know. It's just it's, it's a ridiculous thought to even think about, to be honest with you. Well, and the thing is, like you, you mentioned these horses pass several vet examinations before they ever get to the starting gate. And, and no one is stricter than California, by the way. Nobody. I know trainers on the East Coast. I know trainers on the West Coast. Trainers on the East Coast don't even want to go to the West Coast because the regulations and everything else just to get into a race is so crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, uh, well, they you know, they went to the receiving barn and they passed the vet and all oh, that's okay. I mean, there's vets that go around in the morning and check these horses out. They check them off in the afternoon. They check them in the uh, receiving barn. And they get out onto the racetrack. And if the vet at the starting gate thinks there's something wrong, he right. takes a look well, even at if, Even if the jock feels something's not right under him, they'll He'll, take a look and scratch him. Exactly. I mean, the precautions they take. You know, and then the, the accidents are always going to happen. There's nothing you can do. It's part of the game. You know, it's like that in any sport. But to, to make these new rules and they just get crazier by the week, honestly, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'd be shocked if anyone put up with that. Well, and the thing about it is in sports, all sports, any sports, there's going to be injuries. Exactly. In life, there's going to be injuries. You walk down the block, you step on the sidewalk the wrong way, you, you, you hurt your ankle. I mean, you know, that's part of life. Yep. Yeah, but uh, I know that they're trying to protect the horse. I understand that because horses really can't talk to you or say, I have a bad day, I don't want to run. But, I mean, there are so many precautions that, uh, that uh, uh, you know, chart and are scrutinizing the behavior of, of horses and all that and how they how they gallop and all that stuff there that it's really I don't know you're right it could be a Pandora's box and I can tell you this how do you determine after I mean who's going to be the 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 who's playing God here yeah who's going to play God and say yeah <laughs> all right yeah. so they had a subcommittee uh, of the possibility of drafting regulations. Maybe they're just placating, uh, you know, um, uh, political pressure. Who knows? Will we, will they we want see? to see the feedback. I'm sure that people aren't happy oh, with the I, feedback. I will <laughs> bet you there's a lot of feedback. That's for sure. Right. Now we turn our attentions to trying to make some money today, and that, of course, Keeneland Racecourse. Um, your your assessment of so far at Keeneland, uh, any biases in uh, good racing, huh? It is good racing. You know, it's a short stretch. You don't want to be that far out of it. Uh, you know, there are moves that you can make on other tracks and win that you can't make on this track and win. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, you certainly want to be on or near the lead. That's for sure. It's a big advantage, especially with the short stretch. Well, uh, you know, what are we doing today? 
We're going to look at the seventh race today, Ralph. It's seven furlongs on the main track, and I like the number one horse in here, Tipsy Gal. This is a four-year-old filly from the Dallas Stewart Barn. She ran on lace. She was back on Lasix last time at the race. Two starts back. She ran without Lasix. She's going to be on Lasix today. She's breaking from the inside. Brian Hernandez aboard to ride. She's listed at four to one on the morning line. She's an improving horse, getting better with each start. I like number one, Tipsy Gal, to win today's seventh race out at Keelan. All right. Now it was a seven horse field, but scratched the five thinking, so it's now down to a six horse field. You like you like the rail horse. No. Tipsy Gal. Tipsy Gal. The one Tipsy Gal. Uh Hernandez aboard for Dallas Stewart, four to one on the morning line. Uh, the favorite's uh, breaking right next to you, Movie Moxie. But you like the one, Tipsy Gal. So the one in the seventh race at Keeneland is your play for the race day listeners. Uh, I'll be happy to take another one if you want to give me, or you can just tell everybody no, to go. No, one, one and done today. There's <laughs> only eight races. You got uh, three or four of the handicappers, and congratulations to John Lindo. Well, that nice when you pick. give out a $38 horse, that's sweet. And uh, all the listeners should be applauding, and I am applauding. Uh, Jonathan, let me ask you this uh, real quick. Uh, your schedule for your selection sheets this week? Well, we're going to have Keelan, Belmont, and Santa Anita. Uh, all throughout the, the week tracks, uh, uh, as they yeah. run. Like today, it's only, right. today's only Keeneland. Well, can't, can't invent tracks if they don't have them. Right. All right, so now you got the bags packed, ready to come out, or what's the deal? We're getting ready 16 days away. Look forward to it That's as right. usual. Uh, the uh, Breeders' Cup Seminar. At the South Point, we'll feature troublemaker John Jonathan Hardoon <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the big uh, long shot uh, selector John uh, Lindo, and I'm going to be between John you, the Bomber Lindo, the John, John the Bomber, the Bomber Lindo. Lindo, and I'm going to be between you two guys, and we're going to be uh, like a wrestling match. It's a cage match, a wrestling yeah. match to the end. <laughs> and uh, you know, I like the way they got it set up because uh, all the juvenile races will happen. Uh, Earlier in the day on on that Friday, November fifth, and we take uh, we'll take the stage afterwards in the book, and, and then, we'll have a feel for the track how it's playing and yeah, things like that. Yeah, good stuff, and uh, you know, uh, it'll be just good stuff overall. So uh, make sure you make plans to get now. All the rooms that were uh, uh, blocked off for the Breeders' Cup seminar, folks who wanted to come out, the the rooms that were blocked off that had um, deals with them, all gone. They're already booked up. They're done. But uh, I'm sure they'll. I don't. I'm, I'm. I'm guessing they'll still have rooms there if you still want to come out. Certainly, we're going to be uh, streaming on the website, the South Point website, uh, the the uh, seminar as well. So we're going to have a good time. I'm sure. Good. It's going to turning out to be a good, good, uh, really good Breeders' Cup. I'm excited about it. It is. It really is, and there are some really going to be some great races. The Classic is going to be great. Uh, there are a lot of good races this year. They yeah, really are. No kidding. And. It's just so nice. We're gonna have a be able to have a full crowd of people again, you know. If that's great, yeah. you know, our protocols are going in the right direction here. Our, you know, numbers are going in the right direction here for COVID. So it'll be good stuff, that's for sure. All right, Jonathan, rest up, my See you man. Tomorrow, Ralph. Yeah, rest up. Thank you. Rest up. Yes. <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness. All right. We still have Rich Yang and John Lender to go, and Jerry J. I'm sure has uh, a couple of thoughts about some stuff that happened. So don't go away. We'll be back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. All right, back on race day for this Wednesday. Uh, no Twin Q today at Station Casinos. They'll crank it up certainly uh, later on in the week. Sunday's Twin Q, though. Listen up. Sunday's Twin Q for $5,000. Featured the 7th at Keeneland and the 9th at Keeneland. The winning number is 2, 5, and 3, 9, and nobody had it. 
So you know what that means coming up in the uh, next twin queue. All right? And, um, yes, that is the case. So we're going to take one more final break. When we come back, we'll be looking for Rich Ang and John Lindo and Jerry J. Stay right there. Bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All righty. Now let's go to Rich Ang standing by. Richie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. Well, it's an easy day for you, pal. It's uh, you, All you got is uh, Keeneland today. Yeah, I got one track, and, uh, you know, I, I must admit, now I know why Jerry J goes through when he does two tracks every <laughs> single day. <laughs> this is a busy month, and, uh, you know, doing Kentucky Downs and doing uh, Keelan, though, my, I know my uh, followers and my subscribers are really happy to get the uh, the additional sheet, the additional work. It's actually fun to do. It just uh, takes a lot of time. Yeah, and, you know... Uh... You've been uh, successful at Keeneland. I mean, you just got snapped uh, on Sunday with your pick on the show, but uh, they're all live horses. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it was frustrating on Sunday because my horse at uh, Keeneland got snapped right on the wire, and yep. my horse at San Anita also got snapped right on the wire, so yeah, they ran second and second. I know. That's why you got to bet it went in place, just to get back your money, you know. So you got uh, ammunition for the next day when they don't run second and they win. Yeah, and uh, I tell you what, I, I tip my hat to uh, John Lindo's horse uh, yeah. at uh, Santa Anita on Sunday, thirty-eight bucks, and also uh, uh, Tommy Massis uh, liked Avi's flatter in the stakes race on Sunday. That horse paid sixteen fifty, I think, and it, uh, uh, it uh, paid. some excellent picks. Yeah, uh, Avi's uh, matter on Sunday. Yeah, that was the one he uh, picked there. Uh, Contreras aboard for that one in the Neartic Stakes. Good yeah, stuff. So Good stuff. Paid. It pays those in the race day. Uh, I'm telling people. you, you handicappers are good guys. I just sit here in air traffic control, you guys. So I guess without any further ado, I might as well ask you for your pick today at Keeneland. <laughs> All right. First off, my ROA, um, I'm back over the Mendoza line. There I'm we a dollar and one cent. All right. And um, uh, my pick was uh, it was, good, was in the third race. I originally was going to give out my top choice, number 11, Carnivore. But then I, I double-checked the scratch. Yeah, just scratched. Literally like three minutes ago. The horse was scratched, so you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to give up my second pick in the race. Okay. <laughs> let's go Let's go to the number six. It's Relativia. And, uh, you know, I actually want to stay in this race because this race, this field is so slow, Ralph. It's one of those races you could time with a sundial. Yeah. And, um, and I'm going to go to the second pick, Relativia, even though this horse lost by 23 lanes last time. The winner won by 17 and a half, so it's not as bad as it looks. Uh-huh. You get Bill Mott, 5-1 to one in the morning line. James Graham. And might actually win at 37% together. It's a wow. small sample, yeah. but a pretty productive sample. So let's go 25 win plays, two for the ROI, number six, relatively a race three, Keelan. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, I like James Graham. Uh, he's always been a good long shot rider in uh, the circuit that he ride, like uh, when he was down in Louisiana at the fairgrounds and now in Kentucky, et cetera. He's a really good, solid rider. And uh, Bill Mott uh, uh, training is is not uh, such a bad thing to have either. So number six, relatively, Leah, relatively, uh, 
uh, the six horse in the third race. It's a it's a maiden claiming race for two year olds, so you expect it at a twenty thousand dollar level. But five to one on the morning line, the six. In the third race, uh, we give you 25 win in place in the $2 ROI, two to win on the six in the third race today at uh, Keeneland. And, of course, uh, Richie, uh, you, you know, uh, they can get the rest of your stuff right now at the RacedayLasVegas.com website. Just go to RacedayLasVegas.com and, and uh, get it done. Um, okay, now scheduling again for the Breeders' Cup Advance. I got Everybody out there wants to know the Breeders' Cup Advance. Yeah, the, uh, the Breeders' Cup races are actually – the pre-entry is on the 25th, which is a Monday, and uh, they work with our people. So, you know, obviously we, we can assemble the PPs, but uh, we, we get the green light to print on the 27th. So it should be available at all locations on October 28th. All right, October 28th, we can get our hands on it, right? Yeah, hard copy. Now, or, or download off the internet. <laughs> I know that when you were the turf editor for the Las Vegas Review Journal newspaper, one of the most uh, sought-after columns you had each year was a column that you put together for all of the seminars, the giveaways, etc. That the race books here in Las Vegas had mm-hmm. for the upcoming Breeders' Cup. You did the same thing for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, naturally, uh, you're not there anymore. And I had an email from a listener asking about the seminars. Will Race Day be putting the seminars on our website? Well, all I can tell you, folks, is none, uh, nobody except the, the South Point has given us information on a Breeders' Cup seminar with 16 days to go. Not saying that they may not, they may have one out there. They just haven't notified us about it, and we haven't read about it anywhere. Otherwise, we'd have uh, certainly. Uh, sent it along. So as far as the seminar is concerned, no more Rich Ang, uh, you know, uh, column. Uh, you know, they should do it in the paper anyhow, but that's w- that's their decision. But in any case, as far as the seminar is concerned, right now we only have information on the one at the South Point. Not saying again that there's none, uh, no other ones out there. They haven't uh, provided us the information, nor have we uh, seen it anywhere else in print. That's for sure. I just wanted to make sure about that. You are missing. Yeah, I know myself, Ralph. Uh, I, I, I've done a Breeders' Cup seminar at Sunset Station for at least the last 10 years, but uh, I have not been contacted. So right. uh, at this point, it looks like uh, no go. Well, uh, in, in any case, uh, we know we're going to have one at the South Point, that's for sure, on that uh, November 5th, uh, that Friday night. Thanks a lot, Rich. Hey, thanks, Ralph. Good luck, everybody. All right, you got him, my man. Now we're going to go to John Lendo standing by. John Lendo, uh, good morning. Jerry J here, Ralph. Oh, I got the wrong one. Hmm. Okay, well, Jerry, you're standing by. <laughs> Good mo- <laughs> you found me, Ralph. Good morning. Good morning, John. How you doing, my man? Now you uh, and Jonathan Hardoon will be center stage uh, for a Breeders' Cup seminar at the South Point on November 5th, that's for sure. Congratulations, right, my man. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was a, a nice, a little bit of an overlay for a change, so happy to see that, and uh, we cashed that. You ate uh, a nice dinner, and we have to go back and try and find some more for dinner tonight. I'm not only that, but I had a, a, an adult beverage or two along the way with a <laughs> smile on my face, that's for sure. But that was, that, was a nice, uh, that was a nice hit at Santa Anita. And it's always nice to have it in the last race on the Sunday at the last track. <laughs> You know that, that that never hurts, and you know that's one of the reasons we kind of report these things like the post positions, what, what's winning, what's not, and those out, outside posts at Del Mar during those five furlong sprints were just awful. Yeah. So maybe you can use that moving forward. You know, that we we keep the information so we can try and use it at different times. And uh, that type of information can give you an excuse uh, for a horse that may not have run as well as you thought if you if they came from a post that is detrimental, but now they're getting to a track that. They got a better post in, and that's what you applied there, that's for sure. John, I know that your Lindo report for today is available exclusively at the South Point Racebook. Uh, your schedule right now for the coming week, I guess, is to do uh, Keeneland on its day's running and uh, Santa Anita on its day's running. Uh, and those Lindo reports will be at the uh, South Point free of charge. You give the selections, you give a suggested late pick for, and then all that goody information at the bottom. And I know you keep track of the, the jockey trainer standing, so what say you? At Keeneland, going into this week, uh, Tyler Gaffelin uh, won three more races on Sunday. He's the clear leader in the jock standings. He's got 15 wins. Mm-hmm. Florent Giroux is second with seven. And then Brian Hernandez rounds out the top three. He's got six winners. 
As far as the uh, trainers go, Wesley Ward is a leading trainer. He's got seven wins. Mm. Brad Cox right behind with six. And then you have Chad Brown and Kenny McPeak. Uh, they're tied for third. They've got four winners each. Favorites? Favorites are winning at 44% for the meet, Ralph. It's been a pretty wow. pretty chalky meet so far, Keeneland. But i got to tell you, in all honesty, there aren't a parade of 280 and 320 horses. I mean, even the favorite, you know, you could have a favorite in the race that pays 7 bucks. That is true. Yeah, you're getting a lot of favorites that are that are modest, you know, two, five to two, three right. to ones in there. And and those those are fine, especially in the rolling bets. They, yeah. they, they tend to be a little bit inflated in the payoffs. Yeah, no kidding. And I, I got to tell you that uh, that would be a big price uh, some, in some days at Santa Anita, that's for sure. I'm going to ask you as an owner just a quick thought about this this meeting they had, the committee that they had yesterday about this uh, catastrophic injury blaming the trainers. I, in my opinion, it's a terrible, terrible idea. Awful. I mean, there's so many regulations against the the horsemen already with vet checks before you work, vet right. checks before you race, out of competition testing. Uh, they have a committee that can decide to scratch your horse for no reason. That they, just, they just don't like where you're deciding to run. And I see nothing on the other side, and it's not just Santa Anita, but tracks in California. Yeah. You know, why, why are horsemen not allowed to sign off on the condition of the track, deciding if it's safe enough for us to run today? Oh, good they're, thought. They're, they're just handed a surface saying, here, you got a race. Uh, you know, why, why isn't there a committee of trainers saying, okay, what's the watering schedule? What's the maintenance of it? What are you doing today? Yeah. And we'll sign off only if we see that we think it's safe enough for our horses to compete. Touche. All I can say about that particular, and it's just in the, in the thought theory right now. Let, let's not get carried away. It's not a regulation. They haven't even put it together. They were just doing a committee to talk, so they had 90 minutes of vapor going on. But in any case, um, if, you're gonna, if you're going to go ahead and, and uh, sanction the trainer, then you better be sanctioning all of the vets that signed off on that and uh, give them uh, either fines or set them down, etc., because there's a chain before it gets to that catastrophic point. And you know, we're, we're talking about competition. You know, athletic, athletic competition. competition, right. Athletic, there are going to be injuries whenever there's an athletic competition. Yeah. And you can do all the safeguards in the world, and we do everything we can to prevent it. But no matter what happens, there, there will be injuries in athletic competition. Not even a question about that. I mean, if people think... Uh, they should only know how well cared for and how many safety uh, regulations and how many safety valves in there for the horse's well-being. It's it's a way past athletics. It's way past what they would have for football players or baseball players or anything else. Enough said there. I need a winner. Okay, let's go to the eighth and final at Keeneland today, Ralph. In the eighth race, number 11, Twin Cause got parked wide in, in his debut at uh, her debut excuse me at Kentucky Downs trying to rally into a slow pace it just everything worked against her that day ended up splitting the field huh? I think with a little better pace scenario and hopefully a little better trip six to one on the morning line I think you see major improvement we've got a rider Ricardo Santana who's been ice cold at the meet he's 0 for 25 at the meet but you know he can ride and six yeah. to one on the morning line I think is fair odds number 11 twin cause Eighth and final at Keeneland. Yeah, much better rider than that stat for sure. Number 11, Twin Cause. Brendan Walsh trainee, Ricardo Santana getting off the schneid today on that 6-1 to shot. The 11 in the eighth race. You're doing it again. The last race on the card. So we got we had another chance of steak and lobster today. In the, 11th, uh, in the eighth and final race at uh, Keeneland, John Lindelake's number 11. Uh, and, of course, that's Twin Cause. And uh, that'll be the $2 ROI. Do you have an update on ROI in many chance? Yeah, we're at point ninety six going into the week, Ralph. All right, you got it, my man. And, again, the Linda Report for all of Keeneland, suggested late pick four and all the goodies at the bottom, available right now, right now, right now at the South Point, where it seems like we're going to be the only ones doing a Breeders' Cup summer, and that's okay by us, right? Well, yeah, come on by or listen to us on the Internet either way. We're looking forward to giving out as much information as we possibly can, and let's hope we're on the ball. Well, we know one thing. If there's more out there, they're keeping it hidden because we are certainly uh, promoting uh, the one at the South Point. Thanks a lot, my man. All right. Good luck today. All right. We're going to wrap it up with uh, Jerry Jack. With Jerry, a thought or two about what you've been listening to. Well, you know, first of all, as I come into the office this morning, I, 
I bring up New York Giants injury report just for laughs. And as you said, the, the injury report is as long as the as my arm, and it's short, I'm sure it's that way for every single NFL team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember Kevin Durant going down um, in the uh, playoffs two was it two years ago, yeah. and uh, you know who would ever think to go and find the Coach. trainer or the owner of the of the of the Nuggets? I mean, of the uh, Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Warriors for Kevin Durant popping a, a calf muscle. Right. It's it's just uh, kind of insane. It but, certainly uh, is, no yeah. question about that. But I don't uh, know. You know, I don't. I don't understand. If they want horses on the track. They have to have trainers who train these horses. And, and I got to tell you, the trainers are very cognizant about that. They care for the horses, just like the grooms and everybody else there. Right. You know. Uh, I, I, I've said to more than one person, if I if I died and I came back as a racehorse, that would be like a really good outcome. <laughs> now you could end up being a coyote or something on a mountaintop or something. Yeah, I mean they, they are well cared for. They, you know, they do they do work hard. They do race hard, and 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 they carry a lot of weight. But they love what they're doing. The horses are really. They really love what they're doing. You know, you, you could even see it in Mammoth when they, uh, they when they uh, stopped using the whip. You could see horses how hard they were trying to get to the wire. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean they love it. And, I want to um, I want to remind everybody out there they are called thoroughbreds because they are bred by nature to run. Yeah, and they do it. They do it beautifully. I mean, there's nothing more majestic than a thoroughbred in full flight. I mean, they're uh, just. Right. Gorgeous animals. Jerry, so, before we go, I want to ask you one quick question. Have you been asked by anybody to do a seminar so far? Um, I was told that we're going to get back to you, and uh, I, and I have not heard back yet. In other words, uh, then, you, you reached out, and they, you were told that they were going to get back to you. Right. Well, they, so they, as, they, as of now, we have no, no word on Well, I'm telling you, they're running out of time. If they're going to do it, 16 days to go. Uh, yeah, to the yeah. Uh, the Breeders' Cup. So, well, you know what? Uh, you know, there was a kind of a shake-up over at stations. Uh, well, I, you I, know, yeah, it doesn't matter. I just wanted to ask right. if you if they sure. uh, if they. Well, uh, you know, yeah, Richie and I both would uh, would have expected to hear by now. Sure, absolutely, not a problem. We got you on race day. You I don't do a you don't do a seminar. You can lay us some of the horses you would have liked and would have talked about on the seminar right here on the race day show. You bet, Ralph. All right, you got it. Going to wrap it up for today. We're going to be back tomorrow with more info and picks and all that good stuff. Say it, Jerry. Have a great race day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>